Yo, what's up? This is Kellen, and this is The Kellen Rowland Show. Thank you for tuning in. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the final lesson I learned from wearing all white and then switching to all black, uncovering a little bit of a self-esteem issue, and then turning that into self-confidence. Before we jump into that, yes, we still have LeBron James. Everyone in the city is going nuts. My current coffee game is at an all-time high. I just got a Kalita Wave as my new brewer. So check the gram to see what that looks like if you're not familiar. Hit me up with some coffee recommendations. What are you brewing these days? What are the beans that are getting you up in the morning? And it's Sunday, which means I will be eating copious amounts of donuts. And thankfully, I'm back in the gym with my trainer. Shout out to Chase. I had gum surgery a few weeks ago, which pretty much put me out of commission for two weeks. I am so grateful that I can talk again and grateful that I can exercise again. Always practice the gratitude because when you have something, it's easy to take it for granted. And the minute it's gone, the true value becomes very, very clear. So before we jump into this week's episode, we'll play some smooth jazz and we'll get into it. I'm on Apple Podcasts now, so please subscribe, like, share, rate, review, all of it. It makes a huge difference. Thank you for the support. Let's go. Thank you for tuning in. Today, what I want to talk about is my journey from self-identification through clothing, shaking that whole process up on accident, a major discovery, and then a newfound point of view and perception of myself. To start... I have to go back in time a little bit. When I was younger and I kind of got out of college, I always wore black every day and it became a uniform. People knew me from wearing all black. So I started to identify with this caricature or this persona that came along with wearing all black. A part of that was living up to the perception of what other people thought. That's a lot about what I'm learning in this stage of my life. There are many inputs that we all deal with. Social media, TV, your friends, coworkers, family, we're almost, we're overloaded with stimulus. And within this overload of stimulus, there's myself, I have this perception that everybody around me, they have a version of me that they're, they're expecting. They're expecting a certain Kellen the same way that 
I'm expecting them to be a certain way. And when you believe that you have this perception or people think of you a certain way, well, if certain things are going well in your life, then maybe you want to continue to live up to that perception. And by living up to that perception, you can start acting out of character. Or you become somewhat paralyzed to try new things. So how does this all connect to clothes, right? Because for some people, clothing is an inconsequential part of life. They wear it because being naked every day is taboo and not functional and you would most likely be arrested for being a crackhead. And then on the other end of the spectrum, clothing is everything. It defines you. It's how you express yourself. You know, they're putting so much time and energy into what you wear. So there's two ends of the spectrum. There's like, I love clothes. It's my life. And I wear clothes merely to cover up my private parts. For me, clothing's always been really important because I have a career that's based within the fashion world. So when I started to wear all black, it was like, oh, okay, like I wear all black. And then it was like people knew that I wore all black. And then one of my best friends also wore all black. His name's Aaron Levant. He's, uh, yeah, he's like my brother. Uh, We also work together and he's kind of like wildly successful. So, you know, it was like, oh, Aaron wears all black. And it was like, oh, Kellen wears all black. And like, oh, they're always together and they always, you know, they work together and they're partners and all this stuff. And You know, there was even a moment where I was like, I could feel these thoughts when I look back, you know, years ago where I was like, wow, I want to wear different outfits. I want to try new things. But I felt trapped within this predetermined version of myself that was one part my own point of view and then one part what I thought people expected of me. And then... About seven months ago, I decided that I was going to start to wear all white, which at the, that moment was just crazy. Like it just was nothing that I would have ever done. So I wore all white. I did a podcast about it. If you have not heard what I learned from wearing all white, I highly suggest you go back and listen to it. It will give you some context for this. And Essentially, I started wearing all white and, you know, the first day I wore all white, I was literally like nervous going to work, which in hindsight is such an interesting emotion to feel nervous because you've changed the way you look and how are people going to react? Are they going to react favorably? Are they going to react in a negative way? Are you going to get made fun of? And you know, you, I really start to tap into that young child that's inside me. Elementary school Kellen, middle school Kellen, high school Kellen, where the view of your peers and your acquaintances can define you. And it did define me as a young man because I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be liked. So when you want to be liked naturally, you're going to care what people think. So I wore all white and it was very odd and it was uncomfortable. 
and the first reactions and a consistent reaction was it was always a conversation starter, which I thought was, it was interesting. It kind of broke the ice. And then it become it became normal really quick. And that's the gist of my, the all white podcast, which is how quickly you can break down a habit and then create a new habit, right? The, the start off habit was wear all black every day. You must wear all black every day. That's who you are. That's what everyone thinks of you. So you got to wear all black. So that's your habit. That's your mask. Then from there, it's like, oh, you change your habit, you wear all white, and then that's your new self-identifier. So that happened really quick. And then I wore all white for six months, and that was cool. And then that became kind of normal. And then there was this moment where I was in I was in Las Vegas, and I was with my friend Tall, who is a part of a group of people that are revamping the Palms Hotel if you haven't seen what the Palms is up to in Las Vegas, go to their Instagram, Google them. The press has been insane, but it's definitely one of the best hotels in Las Vegas and it has the best art of any hotel in Las Vegas. So shout out to everyone at the Palms and Tall. What up? But I was in Vegas with Tall and I was wearing all white as usual, right? For that six month period. And it just... At that moment, I knew that it was just over, like it had run its course for me because it just felt corny. I just felt hokey. It was like, ah, okay. It started to feel like a gimmick instead of like a test of self-exploration. So knowing that I was done wearing all white, I knew that it was time to try new things. But this is where it gets interesting. Before I wore all white, I felt very restricted that I needed to wear all black all the time. And that was what people expected of me. And therefore I wanted to live up to their expectations because I wanted to be liked. And the concept of wanting to be liked, I mean, we could really unpack that because it's a fruitless journey. Liking yourself is the most important thing. I mean, what other people think of you is actually more of a it's more of a reflection of your self perception. If you like yourself, people will like you. If you learn anything from this one episode, that's literally it. So I go home and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop, you know, wearing all white. But I had uncovered this newfound freedom. I didn't feel compelled to wear my black uniform every day. I felt like I want to wear color. I want to wear a print or I want to wear a floral. So I started to try new things. You know, I was matching, you know, I was mixing and matching color and prints and it just felt so nice and so freeing. And what I realized was I was actually really self-conscious about what I wore. When I had an outfit on that I thought was cool, then I was all good. But if I was any bit out of character, I felt like everybody was looking at me and, you know, that I just wasn't, I just didn't feel good. So this whole process of you know, kind of tripping and falling into wearing all white for six months, which was pretty long now that I look back at it, to 
stopping that process and now uncovering this new freedom. And it feels so good to be able to wake up and wear anything and not feel the pressure to live up to someone else's expectations. And that's what I'm talking about right now. How do we identify our own goals, our own roadblocks, and uncover things that we're doing every day, whether it's what we eat, what we wear, where we go out, how we talk, what music we listen to, and how much of that is your own self-desire or what you think people are expecting of you, what everybody is doing so you must follow along. And having that awareness and being able to really identify the things in your life that make you happy and also identify the things in your life that you're doing out of the need to be accepted, that's a really powerful list. And when you have that list, it's up to you. What do you want to do with it? Do you want to stop doing all the things that you actually don't want to do, but you're just living up to what other people expect you to do? I don't want to do anything that doesn't fulfill me, especially if the only reason I'm doing it is to make somebody else happy. You know what? Hold on really quick. I don't want to say that you don't want to do things or I don't want to do things that make other people happy because that's actually not true. Doing selfless things that make other people happy is a key part of life. And when you fill others with joy, the return is you experience your own happiness and joy. I don't want to do things to live up to someone else's perception of who I should be. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And I don't think you should do that. And it's not easy. We live in a world and I live in a world where, and I know that this is not true, but when I walk around, I feel like, oh, everybody's looking at me. They're judging me. They're evaluating me. They're measuring me up to, am I as successful as I should be? Am I as good looking as I am? Should I be in better shape? Am I not cool? I mean, all these things that run through your head that could drive you fucking crazy. But then when you take a step back, you start to realize that no one is actually sitting there evaluating you and thinking of you. Not because you're not special, because they're in their own head doing the same thing that you're doing, which is being extremely self-conscious and basically paranoid. Though it's kind of a shitty realization that we all think like that, it's actually very powerful because it allows you to take that chatter, take that internal dialogue and press mute. Press mute on that. I don't care. 
I don't want to hear it. I'm not worried about what other people potentially could be thinking of me. Instead, I'm focused on what's going to make me fulfilled and happy as a person, as a human. And what can I do every day to make the other people around me happier and better? And can I free myself from what society tells me to be and become the person that I was meant to be? I've heard two different ways to look at this, which is there's a fear of becoming who you are and stop living up to other people's perceptions because you might actually become who you are. And there's a little bit of cover. There's a little bit of a a shield that you create if you never really try. If you always say, oh, I could have did this or only if I tried a little harder then you give yourself a little bit of room to at least tell yourself that you actually didn't fail. It was only because you didn't really try. And then the other thing that I heard, I heard this on Oprah's podcast, which is also another really good podcast. She had a guest on that was talking about you're covered by these like thousand veils and Deep down, you are who you actually should be, but over time, these veils come over us that have, you should be like this, you should be in shape, you should eat here, you should be rich. All that stuff is actually bullshit. So when you start ripping these veils off, you uncover the true self. And when you let that person out, your true self... More often than not, you find that that's the person and those are the qualities and the characteristics that your true friends are really drawn to. That uniqueness that makes you you is the reason that you have the friends you have or the career that you have or the things in your life that make you happy generally are because of the things that are unique to you. However, sometimes we find ourselves hiding the things that make us unique in an attempt to fit in. I love the saying that, you know, you should be you because you're the only one that can do it. You know, I think I just butchered that. But essentially, you know, we're all looking for this point of difference in life when it comes to like business. With business, it's always like, what makes you different? Why should I invest in your company? Why should I buy your product? You know, point of difference is something that we talk about a lot within any industry. But in the industry of self, we actually take our points of differences and hide them, which you would never do that with a company. You would never have a company that makes, you know, I'm looking at a coffee, a hot water kettle for my coffee. If someone came to you and said, I have a new kettle that you should buy. And you're like, oh, whoa, okay, all right, well, what's different about it? Nothing, it's exactly like every other kettle. In fact, it's exactly like the one that you already have. Would you buy that? No, absolutely not. You wouldn't buy it. So therefore, why would we, and why do I, and why did I hide the things that make me unique And because I've been able to identify those things and identify that character defect, I can change it. And I'm changing it every day. I'm changing it with this podcast. 
this is a journey of expressing myself and putting myself out there in a way that is contradictory to what I think people think of me. You know, I generally carry a persona of like, I'm really confident. I always know what to do. I think I'm cool. And then I have a podcast where I essentially just like open up and talk about like, oh, I have self-esteem issues and I'm insecure sometimes. And sometimes I'm more worried about what other people think of me than what I think of myself. And I did it and it was the equivalent of jumping in cold water. At first it was a shock. Then I got used to it. Then I started to yearn for it and crave it. Like, I really love this. Like, I was meditating this morning, and in my practice of meditation, thoughts come and go, and that's okay. You are you don't judge them, right? You're not like, oh, I thought about this, and then you go down the rabbit hole. You just let them come, and if they come, they come. If they don't, they don't. And I literally was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to finish meditating so I can record this podcast. And that's how much I love this, and I love to share this journey and what I'm going through with you, because when I talk about it, it, it helps me. It's like therapy. And for the reaction and the connection that I've made with people who are listening to the show and them telling me their stories, Hey, I can relate, or I've gone through that too, or thank you for what you're doing. It's, it's helping me out. It's the best. Like I did a podcast the other two two or three weeks ago for Father's Day and my father passed away and, you know, I just talked about my feelings of not having my dad around and, you know, things that I would have done differently and all the things that I took for granted and then all the things that I, I valued and I cherished and a couple people hit me up and were like, yo, I listened to the podcast and I immediately called my dad. That is so fulfilling that feeling that I got when I read those messages made everything worth it. It even made me a little like less sad about not having my dad. It made me see that through our trials and tribulations and my father passing away, it helped somebody connect with their dad. And I knew at that moment that I was doing something special and I knew that my dad would be proud. That's why I'm doing this. I, it's amazing. And I can't, uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough for listening. And, you know, I guess just to kind of like wrap up the narrative of the show by trying something new, which was going against my normal perception of myself, which was to wear all white, going through that process and then coming out the other end it essentially gave me a blank canvas. I had flipped up what I had thought I should be doing. It was such a drastic change. You know, literally it was black and white that when I was done with the experiment, I had like a whole new fresh perception. I kind of rebooted my system. And in that reboot, I realized that I had some self-confidence issues but at the same time, I gained this new self-esteem and this new kind of power and control and confidence. And it was so powerful. And I'm so thankful that I've gone through that process. And what my 
you know, suggestion to you or the takeaway or the action item is, can you flip something 180 degrees and completely shake it up, uncover some internal issues, and then use that newfound perspective to build your confidence? You can. I just did. You can find something that is bothering you or something that you didn't quite understand why you couldn't get over the hump, whether you're scared of singing or you dress a certain way or you don't want to join that tennis class or you don't want to take up golf, you don't want to paint. But when you do it, when you face your fear, you can then take that fear and turn it into fuel. And then that fuel can literally propel you to great things. So find your fear, look it right in the face, kick its fucking ass, and then take that energy and turn it into something great. Thank you.